Welcome everybody, it's Pastor George here at Grace City Church. It's our vision to equip, empower, and encourage emerging leaders. We teach, train, and coach while the Word of God transforms. I'm so elated to take you on a journey into the presence of God. Come on, let's start right now. Welcome everybody, I am so glad that you have joined us today. As always, I'm excited to share these few moments with you. If this is your first time listening to the Grace City Church podcast, you are in for a treat, but you have missed some podcasts that have been lit. And our acronym here for the word lit is Love Ignites Truth. You have missed some words that have really ignited the truth of God within us and have really transformed our lives and put us in a righteous place with God. So I want you to go back and listen to those previous podcasts so that you can get up to date and get the fullness of where we are, but do it after today's episode. We left off last time talking about the newness of the Lord. And I really was decreeing and declaring the newness of the Lord upon you and that God wants to do a fresh thing in your life. I still feel that. And I still decree that that God wants to do something fresh in your life. And you cannot hold hostage your last victory. A lot of people will constantly remind you of their last victory, of the last accomplishment that they made in their life. And they kind of throw that up in people's faces because they're afraid that they won't get a victory greater than that. But I decree and declare, I prophesy that every victory that you're going to have from now until the end of your life will literally go from glory to glory and it will require you to go from faith to faith. That as you allow the Holy Spirit to stretch your faith, he's going to stretch your victory. If you allow him to stretch your faith, your victory will go beyond what eyes can even imagine, what you ever thought because you are committed to God and committed to the principles and the practices and the word of God and you are committed to your spiritual growth. So we're going to pick up where we left off on our last podcast. Hungry people are desperate people. Hungry people are desperate people. Even when you think about that in the natural and you think about a person that's hungry, they're sometimes they're desperate. They'll do anything just to get that food. And hungry people, when they come into the house of God, first of all, we can't even say when they come into the house of God, thank you, Holy Spirit. Hungry people begin in their home. They start their desperation for the spirit inside of that house. I'm talking about True hungry people will begin to labor in their house for the spirit. I even had to correct myself this week that while you're fasting, it doesn't mean you can go on a binge watching your favorite episodes to your TV show. But when you are hungry for God, you will spend time in prayer. You'll spend time in the word. It's not enough to fast, but we have to fast and pray. Remember, we talked about there's a difference in praying and seeking God, that we've got to fast and pray. So hungry people are desperate. So when they have those times of praise and worship, they're not worried about who's watching them. 
a hungry person or go around their house lifting up their hands, singing songs, praising God, worshiping God, praying in their secret place. A hungry person, when they come into the sanctuary uh, with other believers, they automatically lift their hands. They are the exaltation. You know, exaltation, a person who is an exalter, I compare it to like a cheerleader or, or for a sports team, let's say a football team. The cheerleaders are really are going in exaltation. They're leading, leading the crowd and letting the crowd know that we're going to cheer. Whether they score, whether they don't score, whether the other team scores, we're still here to cheer on. What are we doing? We're keeping the spirit, the momentum, the atmosphere alive. Glory to God. And see, when you are a person that is hungry for God, you will set the atmosphere for your home. You will set the atmosphere for wherever you go. Do you know how you set the atmosphere? You set the atmosphere in your heart. Mm. I had to say, mm, because that was good. That was mm, mm, good. When you set the atmosphere in your heart, you know, when you're hungry, you set that atmosphere in your heart. My heart is already right. When, when I go into a place, the atmosphere, I set the atmosphere, not by what I say, but what's in my heart and what comes out of my mouth is because there's gratefulness flowing from my heart. I will tell you this quick story that I went to a service about a month ago and it was in a town that was weird. The church was rather small, rather funny looking. It was rather weird itself. It was a very eye-opening experience. So when we got in the church, that was weird once again. That was strange. It was small, it wasn't the size, it was the condition. That'll preach. It wasn't the size. It was a condition. And so there were people who got up. One lady got up to lead a song for, I guess they would consider that devotion. And her heart was not in it. You could tell she was feeling a spot or feeling time. She was just told you're singing tonight or she knew that that was her obligation to sing. And she got up there as a filibuster. And she was singing the song of the Lord. I uh, can't remember the song. She was singing the song, but her heart wasn't in it. And because her heart wasn't in it, the atmosphere wasn't set. It was stuffy. People were looking around. Nobody was really, you know, there to do what we came for. It was not because people didn't come and want to have an experience or an encounter. But the people who were supposed to lead, like the cheerleader leads the audience, the person who was supposed to exalt, their heart was not in it. That's like if the cheerleaders come out on the field looking defeated, looking as if they already lost the game. That's how the person got up. The person got up already looking defeated. If you would apply this, if you would receive this, you can apply this to every area of your life. The person already, the presenter already got up looking defeated. And I'm sure she didn't just look defeated. I'm sure her facial expression what was, uh, was an inward expression of what was in her heart. Her external expression was coming from an internal express, expression, okay? So she got up looking defeated. Another lady grabbed the mic who did not look defeated. No, Siri, I didn't accidentally summon you. 
who already looked defeated, but her heart was not right. She was trying to make you praise, make you worship. Come on, you, y'all, I've been at work all day. I, I'm tired just like everybody else. Come on, you're going to praise God too. That, that is the wrong way. That's the wrong way. But there was a man in the audience who genuinely could not sing, but who genuinely had a song that he wanted to sing. And as he began to sing the song of what was in his heart to me, and when I scanned the audience, everyone else, it was like a refreshing. He couldn't sing. The ladies could sing better than him, but his heart was right. His heart was in the right posture. And the atmosphere was set for the spirit, for us to glorify our father, which was in heaven, because his heart set the atmosphere. What am I trying to tell you? Your heart will set the atmosphere when you are hungry and you're thirsty after him. Hungry people are desperate. They will push over the custom. They will push over the ritual. They don't want to leave hungry. Hungry people, once again, are desperate people. And they are hungry for more of God than they have ever had. They are breaking out of religious rules, regulations, and traditions. Thinking and breaking through to more of his presence, more of his power, to turn situations around more of his healing power, and more of his miracle-working power. Only Jesus satisfies that hunger. Look what it said again. They are hungry for more of God than they've ever had. There are people, you, right now, you listening to me, you are hungry for more of God than you have ever had. And if you don't know what I'm telling you, that's the reason you're listening to me. You're listening to me because you want more of God. I just want you to say that. Say that within yourself. I want more of God. Now confess it out of your mouth. I want more of God. I'm listening. I'm committed. I'm consistent because I really want more from God. Come on, you know it. Say it with me. Wow, today's word is, come on, say it, LIT. As you know here at Grace City Church, our acronym for the word LIT, love ignites truth. And today's word, being taught in love, is igniting the truth of God within me. I am being transformed by the podcast here at Grace City Church, and I'm the one teaching but the word is still transforming our life. Grace City has some amazing projects and assignments coming up this summer, and I want you to consider becoming a covenant partner with us as we fulfill the mission and the vision of Grace City Church. One of our projects this summer, we will be going to Valdosta State University, our local college campus, and we will be passing out body wash, toothpaste, deodorant, soap, personal hygiene things for young women, everything that our college students need that they may not have the opportunity to get on their own. Also, we're going to do a load on us this summer, which means that we will go inside of their dorms and we will pay for their clothes to be washed. We might even help them fold a little bit. 
But we just want our college students to know that there is a community of leaders, a community of believers who are covering them in prayer, who want to encourage, equip, and empower them. I pray that you will consider becoming a covenant partner and agreeing with us and giving your time, your talent, or your treasure. If you would like to give to help Grace City in our endeavors this summer and our projects and our assignments that we have coming up, you can give via cash app at Grace City C. Again, that is Grace City C. Well, let's get back into the word. These people who want more of God, this remnant you, you're breaking out of religious rules. You're breaking out of a religious rule that says you can only have church on Wednesday and Sunday. You're breaking out of that religious rule. You know, that's a religious rule. Come on, come on, come on. That's a religious rule that says those are the only days you can worship. Or these days, if you don't worship on these days, these ways, and this place, then you don't really want God. There were some people who said, no, I need him more than on Sunday morning or for 30 minutes. I need him more on Wednesday night for maybe two hours. I need him every day through, I need as much word as I can get. I need somebody who's going to spend time in the presence of God that's going to bring about a word that is going to provoke me into the presence of God. That's what I need. We need to be provoked. See, in churches, we got to break that religious tradition that they try to make everybody preachers. No, if you, the Bible says, how can they hear unless there be a preacher? How can they preach unless they be sent? You might be a hearer. Somebody else might be a preacher. But you take what the preacher is preaching and you allow what they're preaching to provoke you in the presence of God. Just because a person is preaching does not mean they have a, a deeper a intimate relationship with the spirit than you do. That just means they've been called to preach. There were some people who preach with no relationship. There were some people who speak on behalf of the church and not on behalf of God. They speak on behalf of the people and not on the behalf of God. When you are a true believer, a speaker of the spirit, you speak on behalf of God to the people. You, uh, you communicate to the people what God is saying, what the spirit is saying. Glory to God. You are his ambassador in the earth. But so many believers have become an ambassador of the earth and trying to take what the earth is saying to heaven. And heaven is saying, that's not what I chose you for. That's not what I chose you for. I chose you to be an ambassador on the earth from heaven. You relate to earth what heaven is saying. Heaven is saying, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. I know because things have changed and you're not in the tradition that you thought you should be in, you feel uncovered, but the devil is a liar. Did you hear me? 
I want to talk to somebody and you say, well, sometimes I feel uncovered. The devil is a liar. Matthew 5 and 6 says, blessed are those. What does blessed mean? Covered and protected. Favored are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness. As long as you are in right standing with God, as long as you are in a righteous place with God, you're covered by the spirit of God. Now, God will use man in the earth to represent a covering. But if God has not ordered that into your life, then he's covering you under Psalms 91. He that dwelleth, y'all, I'm not trying to preach. I'm trying to talk to you. This is a podcast that he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Almighty. Come on here. You're covered in Psalms 91. Can I tell somebody? You might have a spiritual covering, but you're still covered by the word. He's going to break us out of those religious regulations. He's going to break us out of those religious traditions, out of those customs that the world put on you. He said, take my yoke upon, upon you. Learn of me. We've learned of what the world said church is. We've allowed the world to define what church should look like. When he said, take my yoke, not the world's yoke, take my yoke upon me and learn of me. We're taking the yoke of society and then coming into the church and our belief system with what society says we should believe. With how society says we should believe. No, take his yoke. Take off some of those rules and regulations that society, I'm not just talking about the world. There's a society in the tradition of what we consider church that has tried to teach people what Christ is, what grace is, what mercy is, what love is through their traditions, their rules, and their regulations that have been passed down. Many people still have a slave mentality of religion. Of relationship. That's why it's religion or relationship. Which one do you want? Which one do you want? Come on here. Glory to God. Now in my relationship, I choose the religion, the doctrine of Jesus Christ. I choose the practice. But some people want religion. They don't want Jesus. They want tradition. They don't want Jesus. They want what grandmama taught me. I don't want the God of the church. I don't want the son that saved me, the redeemer that keepeth me, the sanctifier, the propitiator. But when you have a hunger and a thirst for righteousness, you are a uh, you are a rebel. You need to be a rebel for God. They tell you about being a rebel for everything else. Instead of being rebellious against God, be a rebel for God. You be rebellious against these religious regulations that people have put on you that Jesus is saying, that's not my yoke. That's not my yoke. That's a practice, but that's not my yoke. That was their conviction, their expectation, but that's not my yoke. You got to know people's expectation for you versus God's yoke. Take my yoke. You learn of me. 
You listen to this word, receive this word. You learn of me. What is the yoke? I, my, in my yoke, there is the principle, the discipline, the practice of fasting. That's in my yoke. Learning of me. I want to end there today. I want to end there with you taking off the yoke of this world and putting on the yoke of the spirit. It is the anointing that destroys the yoke. I decree and declare today that the yoke of the world is being destroyed off of you. That the yoke that many people and the system of the church have put on believers that our religious traditions and rituals are being broken off of you. And you will receive the yoke of Jesus Christ and you will learn of him that he has sent you a preacher. And all you have to do is discover and digest. Hear the preacher. The word hear in the word of God. When you see that word hear, let them, let them that have the ear hear what the spirit is saying unto the church. That word hear means to obey. It means to respond. When the word is preached, you respond to it with yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Amen. I pray the word of God transformed your life like it's doing mine. Could you do me a favor here at Grace City? Could you subscribe to our podcast, whether on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or Anchor? Leave us a review, rate us, let us know how the word of God has been impacting your life. Once you subscribe, do me another favor. Send this word to one of your family members your neighbors, your friends, and even tell your enemy that your deliverance has come. If you like to be connected to Grace City Church, please do not be afraid to email us, leave a review on the bottom of our podcast, and let us know that you want to be connected and committed to what God is doing here at Grace City Church. God is doing some great things and he has a great work for us to do. And truth be told, we can't do it without you. My name is Tigger of Grace City Church. And the next voice we will be hearing from is Pastor George Foreman of Grace City Church. Today's word is lit. Our acronym for lit is love, ignites, truth. 